Yo, it's Nick Ruiz, twice self-made real estate entrepreneur. I came up once from scratch in my late teens, built over a million dollar net worth. The 2008 crash forced me into bankruptcy. Then I bounced back quickly again after bankruptcy. This is success from scratch. We talk entrepreneurship here, money, financial literacy, business building, psychological and chess player warfare, real estate entrepreneurship, economic evolution, the laws of it, survival of the fittest, sales and persuasion, anything success. This is success from scratch for you. Okay, Vidal, we're back with these beautiful, I'm going to tell you something, I'm trying to stay off the sweets, but... M and M got you hooked on coffee things. nut flavor, and it says winning flavor. You know why? Because it's coffee nut. Because it's the fucking winning flavor. <laughs> it's a brand new M M&M and M flavor. I never heard of it. I love it. Yeah, coffee nut M M&M, and M. Check it out. Go to your local convenience store. Um. First of all, if you like the show, rate, review, and share the show. Rate, review, share it. Sponsor the show, Alpha Home Flipping. AlphaHomeFlipping.com. Go there. I'll give you a free bundle. How do you get into real estate and make tens of thousands and eventually hundreds of thousands of dollars from scratch, knowing nothing, having nothing, having no cash, no credit, no experience, no knowledge, etc. Go to AlphaHomeFlipping.com. I'll give you a free bundle, and you can see what that's all about. Okay? You on? We're good, brother. Man, those fucking nuts were good, dude. M&Ms. Yeah. Like, what, dude? Hey, hey, hey. I'm trying to stay off the sweets here. Vidal's killing me. He pulls out these all these fresh like packs. I don't know. Did you go to Costco? What the fuck? How hey, you having? Like, uh, you're buried in M and M's over here. I don't have a gun in your head, bro. You can make choices. <laughs> this is a gun. It just looks like M and M's. It's a gun that looks like M and M's. You have free will. All right. Sweets are my weakness. I am seriously. Sweets are going to be the death of me. <laughs> I have a physical addiction. Do you know they said something? Do you know they said this is true? What? If sugar was invented, white sugar was invented today, it would be banned in every country in the world. You know what I'm saying? It's just been around for so long and so interwoven in our culture. If white sugar was invented today, it, is it would not pass any tests and be banned. Like medically, it would be banned everywhere. Yeah. The high fructose syrup in every freaking drink known to man that they sell. Well, yeah. That's just another form of the sugar. But I'm saying sugar it's, is not good, dude. It's depressing. addicting. I mean, I don't know everything about health. My wife is very health conscious, you know, but I know enough to know sugar is like one of the worst things. I mean, if they compare it to most drugs, most hard drugs, like the addiction, like physically, like I get headaches when I don't have sugar for three days. You get withdrawals. I do. Seriously. When I used to drink soda, Coca-Cola all the time. You open the fridge with no soda and then you like walk away and you come back five minutes later and maybe (laughs) soda appears. Like that's how I'm in the cabinets with sugar. (laughs) I'm like, oh, no, nothing. Yeah. And I walk away. I like, look out the window and then I go back. I'm like, okay, is it like serious? You turn into a junkie. Yeah. Anyways, sweets are going to kill me in the end. Fruits and veggies diet, brother. Try it. I know. I know. I had a nice smoothie this morning. That's good. My brother came in from out of town. And he's bragging about how he has a Nutribullet and he's making all oh, this nice. cool. Like he tells me what he puts in it, like avocados in the morning. Here's what he does. Mm-hmm. Avocado, um, flax seeds, chia seeds. Yeah. Um, blueberries, strawberries, now we're talking. yogurt, kale. And he puts this in the Nutribullet. It's weird because I haven't seen him in a few months. He lives in California. I'm like, dude, you're just like looking good. Like, you know, you, you, like you just blowing and shit. Like kind of just lit up, like looking good. And I'm just like, he told me what he's been doing for the last two months. 
I'm like, good for you, bro. Veggies, fruits. Like, there's a difference between like being like thin, but then just like literally like looking healthy. Right. Like you can see health in someone's face. Your skin, your just eyebrows. eyes. Ev- right, right. I was your like, hair. you look right. I was like, dude, you're looking good. He's like, this is what I've been doing. So fuck, he inspired me. I made a smoothie today for the fam this morning. There we go. <sighs> I should do more of it. I really should. Yeah. It's just an easy way to take in the healthy stuff. I'm not going to eat kale. I'm not going to eat yeah. all that shit. I don't want to eat any of that. But if I can like pound it in a glass, that's where I'm at. Like I need that shortcut. I'm never going to cook with like yep. all those vegetables every day. I used to do that ever. for a while. I don't want to. I don't like the taste of it. I don't give a shit. And the thing of it is, taste doesn't bother me. I don't give a shit what's in there. I'll should. plug my nose and literally gulp spinach, broccoli, kale all mixed together. I don't give a shit. You need to cleanse and then detox with some superfood. Bro, V8s? I used to pound V8s. V8s. Those are, but those are like, but those have fun. To get my veggies in there. But I'm saying V8s are kind of like they put it's some not, shit in there. Right. It's not natural. I mean, it's better than nothing, but I'm saying V8 isn't. When you're all, on the run, right? Right. Yeah. Like straight V8, not that like flavored fruity shit. Like the true no, like the V8. straight up freaking tomato. Yeah, yeah. paste. <laughs> I always hated that. You know what I'm saying? All right, dude. So what? Uh, you know. So anyways, Alpha Home Flipping sponsor the show. Ba ba ba. Vidal wanted me to tell a story today. It's a good one, right? It's a good story. So I'll give you a little short story. Shows you what can happen in the entrepreneurial world, and this probably won't be happening to you. Okay, but it happened to me, and dude. I just want to highlight a couple, like a crazy situation. I don't know, between 10 and 12 years ago, somewhere in that window of time. I don't know exactly. But 10, 12 years ago, I owned a lot of rental properties. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, some of them were in the inner, inner city, like the gutter. Okay? Um, so when you're talking the gutter, we're talking like roaches. We're like jumping out of the cereal. I'm talking like crack, crack houses, roaches, boarded up homes, shootings, like war zone, like straight up like thug city. Okay? Like scary neighborhoods like yeah, i try to like point. go there at like 7 or 8 a.m because no one's awake at night right 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 <clears throat> gotcha and uh and the reason i bought those by the people are like why the hell would you buy there back in the 2000s you have to remember the marketplace was tricky because things were booming and so hot and values kept climbing mm-hmm. that the only place for cash flow and by the way i'm not recommending you go this route the way i built my portfolio <laughs> I would do completely differently now. So don't take this as like, oh, I'm going to do that because Nick did it. I do things differently now since my bankruptcy, and that's what I want people to do. But this, you know, it's evolution. I evolved in my own way. The market was booming. I wanted monthly cash flow. I had banks that were giving me money. So I went to the inner city because that's where the values were low enough to get the monthly cash flow. You you follow? Gotcha. I just want people to understand why I bought in those areas. It wasn't because I just like felt like going to the gutter. It's because there were so many overpriced properties in the mid to late 2000s or whatever to where... It was easy to scoop up a rental. It just had... The numbers made more sense, but you paid for those good numbers in headaches and in nightmares stress. and fire. Right. You paid for them. I mean, there literally was a give and take. You want cash flow? You go... <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never forget. Okay. I'll never forget my buddy Paul, one of my original mentors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He went with me to look at a deal once in the inner city years ago. And it smelled like just death and cat urine and everything. And he's like, hey, Nick. He, he's such a jokester. Like, he should be like a stand-up comedian the way he, he's like, smells like. It just, I love it. You, you had to be there. But he's like, smells like cash flow. <laughs> oh, my God. Just, you, it just, 
I'll never forget him making that comment. That reminds me of some of those. Smells like cash flow. And I just me of some I was, of those flip shows I used to watch early on where they <laughs> they picked the, the ugliest, nastiest, and then you're right. just like seeing big rats come out of the woodwork. Right, right. So anyways, um, so that's kind of where things were. But the point is, uh, so I had, a, I had a duplex. And um, the tenants moved out. I'd evict them both. The sheriffs had to physically remove them. Like, it was the full-blown eviction. A lot of times evictions, you know, they kind of moved out on their own at the tail end of where the judge gives them, makes them vacate on this date or else. A lot of people moved out on their or else, but some people didn't. The sheriffs come, and I've watched it happen. The sheriffs come, and then the moving company comes. The sheriffs physically remove the people out of the property and bring so them outside. So it's... Well, knocking is step one. I give them a copy of the key, though. Okay. So they got so open, turn the key. Yeah. And then bum rush in there and handcuff them. I mean, it's not like a arrest, but it's just like you gotta go. You gotta leave the premises. And if you sir. fight and resist, then it turns into more of like an arrest, not, or just like a physical. You know, they're not gonna come in and just hop. On. I mean, you know, these are people. They're not like criminal criminals, but they, you know, right. they, um, they don't just raid the house. There's with, professionalism. I mean, it's just, no, at the end of the day, they walk in, mm-hmm. you got to go. And if they resist, then they have to physically move them outside. Okay. And then the moving company comes in and moves all their shit. Mm. So who pays for that? Taxpayers me. or you? Oh, me. That's oh, evictions snap. get expensive. I had to pay for movers. You have to pay for the sheriff. You don't, the sheriff isn't free. You pay How for much the is he an hour? It's a lot. It, it, evictions ran me. I think if I had to go through the full blown eviction um, between the beginning process of serving court date, attorney, boom, it's about a two thousand dollar thing. And you got to buy his donuts and coffee too, bro. <laughs> Just <laughs> and, kidding. And again, um, this was because of the inner city. Now you know the the way I do things, the re- the types of rentals I have, the types of rentals I show people to get. Um, you know, you really shouldn't be dealing with a lot of. It. But when you're in the hood doing that. You're evicting people. So, anyways, I had to evict them all. The place was roach. Oh, I couldn't even believe it. Like roaches, like thousands of roaches everywhere. So I had to start redo. So basically, I had to redo the property. So I hired some guys and uh, brought them in to redo the property. They were, you know, refinishing the hardwood floors, painting, you know, all the miscellaneous things to get it ready to rent again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get a headache thinking about how he, I used to do He's getting to the good part, though. But no, seriously. Stay with us. He's, uh, I just get a headache thinking about all those those days. It's unbelievable what went on in those days. It really was. There's probably a thousand stories I'm not even thinking of right now. So I uh, hired these guys to remodel the property. Mm-hmm. I had to put new windows in the property. I had to put new windows. And you're talking like 30-some windows in this place. I had to put new windows in the place. Because uh, the last tenants destroyed them. And they were they were old to begin with, and then the tenants destroyed, broke them. Put all new windows. All those new windows. Uh, and then all of a sudden, my guys go there the next day to finish up some things. And they call me. And say, hey, Nick, every single window is shattered. Someone threw rocks through every window. You're talking 30-some windows. You know those big duplexes on the north side? Yeah. That's a lot of windows. Every window was shattered. So first floor, second floor. Yes, yes. Holy smokes! So we're yeah. talking like twenty windows. I just told you, like thirty, More, almost 30, 30 windows. windows. Yeah. So like, not good. Like paint. I'm like, fuck. Like the pit in my stuff. Like I oh had that gosh. gut feel, that st- twisted stomach yeah. feeling. Which oh god, I used to get that a lot back then. So anyways, I'm like, so I go down there, look at it. I'm like, holy shit. 
and then um what did i do from there i started like talking to my guys like who would have done this da, da, da. and then somehow it came out one of my core workers came to me and said hey listen this guy he's talking about one of my one of my like construction guys he dude he's a crackhead and i think i know what happened i'm like what he's like he um he's a crackhead and there's like you know the, and then uh, he went to the crack dealer of the block you know like these guys have their little pockets in the hood um and wanted some crack but he didn't have any money okay mm-hmm. so he had the dealer front him the drugs mm. and it was, i think it was like 50 or 50 bucks worth of drugs 50 bucks mm-hmm. 50 dollars $50. And he told the dealer, he goes, listen, my boss owns this property. I work for him. He's the landlord of this property and he's going to pay me Friday and I'll get you back. I promise. So this dealer was like, yeah, he probably thought, Hey, I see dude working. Like, you know, I'll give him the, I'll give him the crack. Mm-hmm. He'll pay me back. Friday rolls around. I never agreed to pay dude on Friday. We had a different arrangement set up. So when the dude, when the dealer approaches him and says, where's my money? He's like, Oh man, you know, my worker says, oh, well, t- he stiffed me. He didn't pay me. You know, all this, like, b- put basically putting the blame on me. Mm. And this, you know, this thug was like, oh, okay, here's what I'm going to do. That night, him and his crew came and shattered every single window in my house. I'm oblivious to all this, okay? Oh, my God. That's what happened. He shattered every single window. Oh, man. Um. And then what happened then? This is so far. This is so long ago. It's hard to remember everything. So then I basically ousted the guy. I said, you're out of here. The guy that made the deal. Mm -hmm. And I told one of my my other guys to go approach this leader of the block. He was always outside and uh, have him call me. Now, I'm not going to call him and say, mother, you know, like cuss him out. I said, listen, I'm a businessman. You're a businessman. I actually gave him, you know, respect. Like, listen, you're a businessman. I'm a businessman. I'm not happy about what happened because it had nothing to do with me and my guy lied to you. Okay. But I even gave him like kind of, I'm like, I get where you're coming from. You need your money, whatever. So I ended up giving, I said, how much does he owe you? And he made, I think it was, he made up a number more. He said like 150 bucks or whatever it was. And it's just sickening because replacing those windows cost me thousands. So I gave dude, I was like, I sent one of my guys with the 150 to go pay him. So I got him paid Mm -hmm. 150 bucks. But it's just like, fuck dude. 150 bucks, and now I'm out thousands in windows when I could have just gave this guy 150 bucks and sent him out. But again, I was oblivious to all of it, and I wanted to kill this guy that did this to me, my worker that did that made all this happen. Yeah, isn't that nutty though, dude? And- so I was like, dude, I'm a businessman, you're a businessman. What do you need? Boom, I'll get your money tomorrow. Just please okay. ease up. But what I did was showing him the respect and everything. Um, I also threw in there like, listen. And I, you know, I gave him the money and I was like, listen, bro, just do me a favor. Make sure no one really fucks with this place anymore. And go. it kind of like, there was an upside to it. That's good. Um, you know, and, uh, that's the way I wanted to approach it. Even back then, I'm telling you, I was always strategic. I'm like, all right, this is shitty, but, and this is a lesson learned for anything. This is so fucking painful, but how do I maneuver this into my favor? And that's what I did. That's why I never, that's ca- so I didn't blast his ass or say, mother, I'm going to call the cops on you. None of that. Listen. I respect you as a businessman. You're just in a different business. <laughs> but make sure nobody fucks with my joint anymore. Right. Okay? And that was how it played out. And we kind of, things got settled from there. I put in the new windows, brought in tenants. And I actually never had any other vandalism or problems with that place, which in that area, 
I had the place for years is kind of rare. Like no one ever fucked with the place. So maybe there was something to that where like he told people to back off. I don't know. Or just a fluke that no one ever messed with it again. But you see what I mean? So that's it, one story of so. Oh, my God. The amount got, of stories. You got more of that. But I'm saying that wow. was just one of the standout stories like wow. that. I had to make a deal with that guy and work it that way. Crazy. And it just always brings a reminder. Like, I swear to God, Vidal, every time something crazy comes up, though, or something bad, I just try to find that seed of upside. Seriously. The silver freaking lining. It's hard sometimes, dude. Like, do you know how mad I was? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have the emotional intelligence and the emotional maturity back then to, to react exactly the way I would today. In fact, it's hard to react. It's hard to truly react pretty well to that no matter how entrepreneurial mature you are mm-hmm. like even if that happened today oh, i'm dude. not gonna like calmly be like okay <laughs> so 30 windows just got shattered intentionally on my rental cool um so here's what we're gonna do <laughs> we're gonna take a deep breath and meditate <laughs> and then we're gonna proceed this way like i'm gonna drop right. some f-bombs dude <laughs> you know like okay but the difference between then and now is I'm not going to let that event control my decision-making. And that's, I think, where the entrepreneurial maturity comes in. Uh, my decision-making will remain logical instead of emotional. Like, I'll get emotional for that hot second and be like, what the fuck, you cocksucker? How the fuck you making deals with this guy and that? You know, right. for okay. But again, the actual decision-making will be under control. Yeah. Because I know that I know how things can spiral in that situation can escalate into something worse or I can immediately diffuse it logically to where it, it, the the pain is lessened, you know? So this is story time podcast. If you like these, you know, we want to hear feedback, you know, we have all different types of, you know, content specials, but story time is probably um, something that we could do more often. You know, I just want you to understand, I guess the value, if I had to look at this and be like, how do you, the listener get value out of this? Number one, you can see how the, the upside can be from anything, and there's always an upside. Number two, I think it makes you realize that whatever you're going through may not be as shitty as you think it is. It might The uphill battle that you think you're having may not be as uphill as you thought. It may be flat or even downhill, and you're just seeing it wrong. Right. Um, and I also want you to realize it's okay to fuck up. I do dumb shit. Dumb shit happens to me to this day. And I just think a lot of people want to be perfectionists. So if I had to like look at the value they'd get from a story like this, it'd be it'd be things like that, you know? Right, right. Like fuck up. Like right. shit's gonna go wrong. Like you are gonna go through crazy weird shit. It's okay. Right. You're not doing anything wrong. I mean, as far as your evolutionary process, could you tweak things that you're doing wrong? Yes. But evolutionarily, you're on the right path. Yeah, dude, I love it. You see what I mean? Wouldn't yeah. you say those are the value points? Is there any other value points you could see pulled out of that, like that they could, on top of the things I mentioned, or did I cover kind of the points I mean, that would help them extract something for themselves? That's that's pretty much it. I'm actually thinking of, uh, you know, Tim Duncan, the basketball player, right? Yeah. He, did he retire? He used to play on the Spurs or something, right? Yeah, he retired. Yeah. And I remember watching this little uh, biography on him where the coach that recruited him for Wake Forest – and then later on, he got ended, ended up getting drafted by the Spurs. They saw the same like thinking where they knew this guy would translate very well in the NBA because of one thing. What's that? He had a short memory. Tim after, Duncan did. After he made mistakes. Right. That's very true. stoic. 
So he learned. So here he was what, sitting here watching. I'm going to give you guys the, the, the backdrop. Here he is playing his video games, you know, 1995, 96. Playing video games, coach is sitting next to him. He sees he's very introvert because he's not talking, right? But then he's watching him play this game and he's fucking up. But then he's watching the how, recruiting coach is watching him play this video. The game. recruiting okay. coach, and yeah. then later on, yeah. another yeah. NBA coach, Greg Popovich. Okay, yeah. And they see the same thing. And this guy's like a swimmer, so he's got like a, this whole range of skill sets. But very astute guy, very yeah. smart guy. Yeah. But what they all picked up is the guy has a short memory. Like he's he doesn't emotionally let shit fuck with him. Yeah. Look at his NBA career. It's a powerful trait. NBA career long as. Yeah. F. Yeah, yeah. People loved him too, I think. He was popular. Very one, of the, popular. one of the star players. What was that? Like early 2000s he was big, kind of? Late 90s-ish? No. Yeah. Very underrated as yeah. a superstar. Yeah. Because he wasn't flashy. Yeah. Very stoic. Down to earth, down to business. Yeah. New no, that's a good point. That That's a really good point. And I think it does. I think it's easier said than done to not let bad shit fuck with you. I think it starts off where it fucks with you pretty heavily. But I think as you entrepreneurially mature and as if you just emotionally mature as a person. But, um, yeah. I think, I think, you know, the, the thing to understand is maturity is conscious. I think just cause you're 50 or 60 years old, you could be immature as a 18 year old. I think you have to like wake up and that's part in the book too, by the way, my book that Talk I wrote, about that. um, you have to be conscious of it. And I think if you make some conscious steps, the maturity will, will happen quicker. But if you don't know you're being immature, yeah. um, you can actually expand your immaturity even further where all of a sudden you're like this 40 year old fucking crybaby. in different categories, Seriously. in different categories, 50 year old cry of our baby. lives. I definitely see that. I see where in some areas I'm, I'm like super mature in other areas. I'm yeah. Like, no. Oh, happens to me where I'm like, what? I'm acting like an 18 year old fucking jerk off right now. I mean, it still happened. You know, that's like, that's it's like we're human beings. Right. Um, and the beauty of, um, Business, though, is it is easier to remove. You know, if you're in like a rageful fight with your significant other, sometimes immaturity is going to come. I mean, dude, I'm 36. I'm 30. I'll be 36 actually in <laughs> a week. But uh, shit comes out where I'm like, dude, I look back. I'm like, I, that was fucking retarded. Like, what am I, a teenager? Um, but in business, mm-hmm. it's easier to to consciously mature. Okay. Because it's just business. You know, when you're in like, you know, really, um, you know, intense personal relationships it's you know emotions are in there it's all personal yeah emotions are in there and it's hard sometimes to to bounce out of that um i think the advice does help with that i mean if you can like ease up and like emotionally you know try to remove yourself from some stupidity but that's i'm not an expert on relationships so i'm not going to sit here and say any of that i just know in business it served me super well to your like short memory point of like listen like it can go two ways from here and it's up to you which way it goes. Like the fuck up happened. It's in existence. Like the problem just happened. And yes, it may be even pretty intense, but now that now the action, now the true situation is the fork in front of it. Are you going to dwell on this complain, um, right. bitch and moan right. and make this go that way? Or are you going to be like, all right, well that happened. So there's pretty much two options here. I think I'm going to try to make it better and not be an emotional crybaby about it and make sense of something and try to find upside. There may not be upside in every single situation, but honestly, the majority there are. I mean, how is there upside in that meat? You know, the whole crack dealer shattering windows. Most people wouldn't have saw that, no, but see, I'm like, you know what? I this is an opportunity to have protection. That's what I saw protection. Right, right away. Seriously. I saw that upside when you made that choice. 
You don't call the cops in those neighborhoods. No. It doesn't work like that. They're no. dealing with so much other shit. Someone shattered my windows. It'll oh. be fucking 48 hours before they even come down to take a report on the damn thing. Right. And Seriously. If, and like, if you're not versed with that culture, you will get eat, eaten alive. Yeah. And I know, I, as, I know how to as operate. A, with, as an entrepreneur. Correct. And it, that's where adaptation, chameleonizing, and evolution takes place. Uh, you know, with this guy, I had to, you know, adopt to that, to his scene and his situation to make sense of it. He's, but you don't call the cops and, and file a complaint that your windows got shattered. That that will do fucking that's, nothing. That has a target bigger, a bigger target. On so I, I got the, I, I mean, I got the protection. So that guy was, you know, the, on the, on the hierarchy of that environment, he was the, the top dog primate, right? Yeah. He was the alpha. So you had to respect that. He was the alpha of the crew over there in that little pocket of, of my city. Right. So, hey, I'm and not dude, trying to change that. Like, do your thing, dude. Just, I'm over here. You need that. Let me handle you. I'm not trying to interrupt your regime whatsoever. I have no intention of interrupting it. Just, I'm trying to work with you. Right. Build That's an all. alliance. And this goes for business and anything. For sure, dude. That's chess. So, that was a chess move. Be a chess player. Checkers would have called right. the cops. Checkers is uh, knee-jerk, call cops, ba ba ba. That's checkers. Exactly. And then what? The cops come, write a report, and walk away, and then yeah. guess what? This is chess. <laughs> the next, they're going to up their ante next time. <laughs> and again, what what is chess? Okay, checkers is you make a move, you jump, ba ba ba. Then he makes a move, reaction, reaction, reaction. Chess is I make this move based on what's going to happen five moves from now along with what are my opponents going to be doing five moves from now. So what do I want to be doing five moves from now? And there may be audibles in between based on what my opponents do. That's chess. Building the alliance was chess. And that's one example of many. And as these stories start unraveling, I can produce more. But I think they got a lot out of this story, the way we broke it down. Do you agree? Strategic, absolutely, brother. All right. What do we got here? We're at a good time, right? Yes, yes. 25 to 30-minute mark, whatever. Um, so hope you like this episode, guys. I... I Pidal, we want feedback. Drop the ratings and reviews. Ratings and reviews and email me directly. Follow me on social, Snapchat, at Real Nick Ruiz, R-E-A-L, and then my name. Um, YouTube.com forward slash Nick Ruiz Entrepreneur. Comment there. Facebook.com forward slash Alpha Home Flipping. Um, Instagram, at Alpha Home Flipping. The point is, I'm saying this, not to promote my channels, but this is where I operate and this is where I receive messages from you and emails, Nick at Alpha Home Flipping.com. Seriously. Email me. Like, I want to hear from you. Like, tell me what you liked about these episodes, what you didn't like, what you want to see more of, what you learned from them. Like, I, I need the feedback. I thrive off of your feedback of the content because um, it tells us what direction to go. Agree, Vidal? Amen. Sponsor the show, alphahomeflipping.com. Make money from scratch. No money, no credit. In real estate as an entrepreneur, alphahomeflipping.com. You'll get a free bundle. It's right front and center of the homepage. And you can get into some free trainings from there. Cool? All right. We are out. Catch you guys on the next one. Don't forget to rate and review. Thanks again for listening to the show. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Always again, as I mentioned, rate, review, and subscribe. All I want you to do is purchase your freedom. You have to write a check to purchase your freedom. Time and choice is freedom. That's what this whole show is about. So pay attention. Plenty more lessons down the road.